Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined again today by Pastor Neil Radical. Uh, This morning we are going to begin with a brief devotional thought based on Psalm 127, verses 1 and 2. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Uh, we've been doing a lot of house projects at my house over the last three or four years. If any of you have been there or driven by, there's been uh, two uh, permits that have been stuck on the window for so long that I'm thinking they might never come off, never come off of our window. I was thinking we were finally going to get them off, and then I failed a plumbing inspection uh, a couple weeks ago. So I've been putting that project off now. So those those uh, permits are still there. So we've been working on building a house, but here here it says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Do you want to kind of unpack that a little bit for us, Pastor? Yeah, I, I use this a lot, as probably you do, with families, because especially with couples, you know, the couple gets married and now they're starting their own family together. The Lord talks about that in Genesis 2, that man should leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, two should become one flesh. So you have that leave and cleave idea. And so the Lord, who unites a couple in marriage, really is building that home. And so you're right, we can look at it as like a physical place because that's where a family would gather and live, but it's really that relationship place, and that's why you want the Lord to be first. You know, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added to you. So that idea of building your home with the Lord, and I'd have to go back and look at the Hebrew, maybe you know, but maybe it's more of the home idea, but building the house, you know, we need the Lord to be that foreman, basically the one who leads that building, yeah, um, pro- the family project in that sense. Right, yeah. And I, what, one of the things I like about this is you can really apply it to any aspect of life. You can apply it to an actual physical building project, you know, and it's not like God comes down and swings a hammer for you. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, it's it's the idea that the Lord is the, the organizer. He's the one who's going to make it all happen. And, you know, if the Lord isn't working uh, to... to uh, if, if, you, if, if the Lord isn't working together with you, well, then it's not going to be you're not going to accomplish the goals that you have in mind. So Martin Luther once famously said, you know, well prayed is well prepared. You know, he's, he would spend hours in prayer every day preparing for whatever things he had ahead of him when you might be thinking, well, I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to read this and I need to study up on this. Well, preparing and talking to God and, and working with him is the most important, uh, one of the most important aspects of any project that we're going to do. I think this is especially relevant. You know, one of the reasons we're talking about this idea of, of, you know, a building project, whether physical or emotional or, or familial. Um, think about our church, right? This summer is the 50th anniversary of the rebuild. So 50 years ago, our church was being, you know, was rising up from the ashes of, of a huge fire and uh, being completely rebuilt. And um, in that case, certainly um, the the members of Emmanuel prayed to the Lord and trusted in him as they were rebuilding this, this structure that they had loved so dearly and that, you know, f- was struck by lightning and 
and fell, and now uh, they blessed the la- God blessed the labor of their hand, and here we are 50 years later, still uh, being blessed by the labor of their hands that the Lord um, had worked through them as well. And then there's this idea of, you know, the Lord, unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. I, I oftentimes, you know, there's a lot of things we can do for uh, home security. You know, we put locks on our doors. We, my backyard, we have a motion sensor on a on a light, so like anytime. Anybody goes walking around back there, a light turns on right away. And, uh, you know, I think that does a lot to kind of scare away potential uh, uh, intruders. intruders. Yeah. Also, whenever there's a bunny in the backyard, the light turns on really fast and we all run to the back window and see if there's a bad guy back there and normally a bunny. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, we, we do lots of things to protect our house. But look what it says here. Unless the Lord guards the house, the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. You know, I could stay up all night long staring out my back window um, but unless it, you know, the Lord is the one who ultimately gives us the the protection that we need, and that's what it, that's what the verse two expands on. It's vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. You know, we might think, well, I can, I can sacrifice, I can give, I'm going to get up early, I'm going to work hard all night, I'm going to do the work, I'm going to accomplish it. And you know, God's not saying it's not good to work hard. <laughs> God's not saying it's not good to to put your nose to the grindstone when you need to do that. But ultimately, uh, we need to trust in the Lord to do that work and. Um, we need to make sure that that working with him is the first and most important aspect of any project that we're working on. Whether again, and that's what I like about this is you can apply it to your building, your your home project. You can apply it to your relationship with your wife. You can apply it to the relationship with your children. You can apply it to the uh, the church projects that we have going on at church. Unless the Lord builds a house, unless we work with him first and and go and touch base with him and uh, seek his blessing and as as we go forward. Uh, it's it's not going to work, and um, that's where that last the last chunk. Then for so he gives his beloved sleep. You know, I don't know about you, Pastor, but there's lots of times where I'm I'm up late at night thinking about this project or you know this church thing, and it's how's this going to get done, or you know, and ultimately uh, God gives us sleep, He gives us rest and trust in knowing that He's the one who's going to bless the project. It's not the efforts of our hands um, that's going to accomplish that. Yeah, he would. He doesn't want us to burn out, and he didn't want his disciples to burn out either when he had them. They would often go away, like you mentioned earlier, to pray, to recharge, to uh, find more energy and strength for the next day. And so we need to remember to do that too, to find time in prayer and find time in resting and finding sleep at night and being healthy so that we can continue to put our hand to the plow. Yeah, I uh, I always come back to there's only one time in Holy Scripture where it mentions Jesus is sleeping. It's in the middle of that huge storm when he's on the boat. You know, he gave, he gives his beloved sleep. Jesus was fully trusting in God, right? Uh, there's a storm. The disciples all think they're going to die, and Jesus is sleeping in the middle of that storm. And he gives his he gives his beloved sleep, right? Uh, shows how tired he was, too. It shows how, yeah, so tired, but, and how much he yeah. trusted yeah. trusted in God. Uh, everyone else was uh, panicking and thought they were going to die, and he's... he's uh, sleeping away in the in the front of the boat so uh yeah so no matter what you're doing you know i think the application now no matter what you got going on in your life what projects whether it be physical projects or things you know you need to work on like your relationships or your uh friendships or your relationship with god your relationship with church whatever you need to work on um it needs to first start with the lord Uh, you need to start there and realize that unless he works with you unless he blesses the work um nothing's going to get done any other thoughts pastor no. All right, let's pray. 
Lord, we thank and bless you for uh, your saving word, which comes to us and began that first and most important building project of creating faith in our hearts. The Holy Spirit has worked through the gospel and through the sacraments to create faith, to sustain faith, to strengthen faith. And so we pray, Lord, that you would bless uh, all the efforts of our hand. Uh, bless our church and school here at Emmanuel as we uh, work through many different projects to continue the work of the ministry that you've blessed us with. And we pray, Lord, that you would give to all of us rest and, and sleep uh, according to our needs and will. Uh, we pray these things in your saving name. Amen. Amen. A couple uh, updates, reminders for you. Once again, we're on our summer worship schedule, so there's no Bible class or Sunday school. We still have our regular worship uh, services on the weekend. That'd be 6 p.m. on Saturday evening and 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. Uh, this evening, our online midweek Bible class continues. Pastor Radical is continuing to lead that. Uh, that'll be at 7 p.m. tonight, uh, uh, picking up in Mark chapter 14, verse 10. Uh, next weekend, uh, maybe you remember we adopted a highway this year, and uh, next weekend will be our initial uh, uh, cleanup date for that. So that's next Saturday, uh, June 18th. We're going to start at 9 o'clock. I will be out there um, looking for help. If anybody can help, that would be wonderful. Otherwise, I'll just do it myself. So uh, <laughs> we'll see what we can do. It's uh, the two miles south of on Monks Avenue, uh, starting at Jake's Stadium Pizza, going two miles south to uh, Highway 90. So that's our chunk there. Um, we're going to do it three times a year. We're going to get a sign up that says Emmanuel Lutheran Church and School, show the community that we care about our our uh, our, our city and the, the cleanliness. And, you know, it reminds me of Adam and Eve in the garden, right? They had to care for the garden, and so we too care for our uh, community and our, our, uh, our little chunk of the world here in Mankato. Uh, we still have a number of VBS yard signs available. Uh, please go grab those and Put them up in your yard. Uh, little ones need to hear about God's word and hear about their Savior Jesus. And uh, we have an awesome crew of VBS teachers and organizers uh, getting ready to go for our dates there in July, I believe the 18th through the 22nd. So uh, please uh, get the word out uh, if you can. Coming up this weekend uh, in Eagle Lake, uh, so a pretty short little distance away for us, is the Minnesota Delegates Conference. So delegates from all over the state of Minnesota at our fellow CLC congregations. Uh, we'll be meeting in Eagle Lake to prepare for a convention. That's the main purpose of this conference is to look at the prospectus and to prepare uh, for what's going to happen at convention in Eau Claire later on this summer. The dates for that are June 23rd through the 26th, 2022. So it's a Thursday through a Sunday, uh, that fourth weekend in June. Your delegates this year are Mr. Jay Hannell and Mr. Daniel Pfeiffer. They are to represent uh, the Emmanuel congregation. Also going from the Emmanuel congregation are myself and Pastor Radical and all our male teachers. That is Mr. Heinze, uh, Mr. Schrader, Mr. Kranz, Mr. Fisher, and Mr. Wheaton are uh, also uh, representing, uh, attending from the Emmanuel congregation. They are delegates of the CLC as well. Uh, our prayer list for this week, uh, um, Mrs. Eileen Kreutzer passed away Let's see, that'll be last Thursday. Um, so this coming Friday and Saturday, uh, we'll have a visitation Friday evening here at church from 5 to 7, and there'll be a funeral service on Saturday at 11, uh, with a visitation the hour before that uh, at 10 o'clock here at church as well. So I hope you can attend that and support the Kreutzer family uh, as they remember their mother and consider the victory that Jesus won for her and for all of us uh, through his life, death, and resurrection continue to keep uh, Hillary Leon's sister Carrie in our prayers. Again, she's a, a, a young mother. Uh, I, should, I say young. She's in her 40s, but 
Uh, she's got that aggressive lung and brain cancer that uh, appears to be terminal, and so we keep her in our prayers. We also uh, thank God on behalf of the Morris family, Elijah and Lainey, uh, that be need Durst Morris. They had their first child, uh, Tobias, uh, yesterday, uh, so he's doing well and healthy, so we praise God for that, and we uh, thank the Lord for uh, the gift of life uh, to the Morris family. Um, we've been doing interviews with our graduating class. I, uh, we still have an interview to do yet with Joel Pepper. Uh, we have been unable to schedule a interview with him, so I'm still working on that. We'll get him hopefully some point this summer, but uh, uh, as of this point yet, no, no interview yet. So we're working on it. We'll get him, but uh, hasn't worked yet. You know how those schedules go with uh, right out of high school and getting a job and all that stuff. So, uh, but we'll get Joel on here yet. Um, so the next three weeks. Kind of our hope and plan uh, as we prep for a convention is to do uh, kind of touch base on some of the biggest issues uh, that's facing the convention um, this summer. Uh, so we've been taking a look at the prospectus. We have hard copies of the prospectus um, here at church, and then we also emailed out some digital copies. The prospectus basically is a it's a prep preparatory document for the convention um, that the is going to be uh, what. The, the job for each of the committees. So at convention, we split up into uh, six different committees, seven different committees, and we uh, all take a look at, okay, what do we have to do in this area, this area, and this area? So I myself am in the finance uh, uh, committee for convention, Pastor Radicals, uh, the vice chairman for the Board of Doctrine. There's also the uh, elections committee. There's the uh, Board of Education Committee, there's the Board of Missions Committee. So there's all these committees that have different areas they need to work on. And so what happens is these reports are written up and uh, submitted to the committees, and the committees then work on these reports and take action for the uh, for the CLC. So what we kind of thought is since we got three weeks, we'll kind of take some of the biggest issues and highlight them for you. Um, today uh, our goal is to take a look at the potential building project that's going to take place um, that, that is going to be brought before the convention. Um, and will be voted on presumably this summer. Um, next week, we'll kind of try to hit all the odds and ends and all the different uh, other things uh, in the prospectus. And then the next week, the third week, which will be just the day before convention starts, um, we'll take a look at the uh, doctrine report, which is again dealing with um, the fact that the CLC did not uh, adopt the joint statement and what we're going to do now kind of going forward in our relationship with the Ells and Wells. And there's some opinions on that in the prospectus too. So we're going to do that week three. So today, again, building project next week, kind of all the odds and ends, and then week three doctrine kind of give us a chance to prepare for that that final discussion in three weeks. For the building project, I thought maybe I would talk for just a minute on the history leading up to this. Maybe you can talk about what the, just a quick overview of what the plan is. And we're, we're hoping to share this link just so you can read through it yourself. But um, leading up to this, for a long time, you know, the gym has been 50 years old, you know, in that sense, it's it needs to be updated. And they've been also looking for a chapel on campus for quite some time. The gym is typically used for that. So there's a number of things that they want to have on the campus there for the high school, college, and seminary. And so this plan was to be able to try to, we spent last convention talking about, well, nothing was planned for the gym refurbishing. So it was like five or six million just for the gymnasium on the part of the parking lot that goes down towards the fields there very nice facility, could be used for graduation services and so forth as well, but there was also concern from the convention floor, not just of the price tag, which is obviously quite a bit, but also what is going to happen to the current Fieldhouse Gymnasium. 
And so the plan was to remodel that, but there was no plans for that remodel at that point in time. So the convention basically sent the committee back to the drawing board and said, well, we need to see what that plan would look like and what the whole project would cost overall. So that's a real quick recap in a nutshell of all the years leading up to this. You know, the academic center happened, you know, the commons happened. Those are all happened the last 20, 30 years. But now it's what do we need to do about this one gym that gets used for not only Emmanuel, but Masai uses a lot. It gets used a ton. Yeah. So there's not a ton of space there for it. Yeah. It's similar, you know, it's similar to kind of, we call our facility the MPF, the multi-purpose facility. Mm-hmm. They don't like to call their gym the gym. They call it the field house because again, it does the same, you know, there's uh, piano recitals that are held in there and there's an organ in their field house and, you know, so, the, and they do plays in the field. So it's, you know, uh, similar to our gym and all the different things we do. Um, it's similar there. And, you know, having a much larger high school population than we do, um, that there is a need for a greater gym space, um, according to those who make those decisions up there. So again, yeah, as you say, the, uh, um, this, the gym proposal it has not changed at all. So the, the big building uh, that was brought last year to convention is still on the table, but because there was not a plan in place for the remodeling of the field house into a, what they're going to call a fine arts center, um, uh, because there was no plan in place for that, they said, okay, get us those plans before we approve this whole thing. So again, that price tag, I think, is one of the scariest things. And the reason why we're getting to this point now where we can say, well, let's, let's talk about the next building step is because there was a very large donation that came in with the last within the last five years that paid off the academic center. So that that building is completely paid off now. And then there was a million dollars left over. <laughs> um, so the thought was, well, uh, we have this money now in the building fund. We paid for the uh, academic center. What do we build next? And um, uh, there's this million dollars sitting there that was given to build something. <clears throat> so uh, that's where this the onus behind this came. And that so the thought is, well, um, go big. And so with this, this bit, very large, uh, uh, gymnasium is being proposed, um, that would be built basically into the hillside on the way down to the softball field, if you're familiar there. So there'd be multi-level entrances where you'd enter, um, at the, the lower parking lot. And then there would be a paved parking lot, uh, driveway down to a lower parking lot, which is basically where the softball field is. And there'd be an entrance down there too. Um, and now there'd also be, you know, with this gymnasium, it's the potential for, for two full-size courts uh, when you pull the bleachers back so you could have two teams practicing at the same time, which would be would have been nice when I, when I was in high school. Uh, I was a freshman on the C team, and we had practices uh, from 9.30 to 10.30 at night <laughs> because there was no other time. The gym was full all day long, and so we, after study hall at night, we'd go down to the gym, and we'd have our 9.30 practice at night, which, you know, for a 14-year-old boy, maybe probably wasn't the best best thing, but that's what we had to do back then because... That was what that was the situation. So that's the proposal with the gym. It's an extensive report. It's worth looking at because it's got a lot of pictures and mm-hmm. it's got the whole plan mm-hmm. there listed there. So it's it's really worth your time checking it out because mm-hmm. it really details it quite well what both those facilities would look like and the improvements it would make again to the Eau Claire High School and then our Synod's uh, college and seminary as well. So it would yeah. be quite a blessing to have. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then kind of the biggest new thing on this is the new repurposed chapel fine arts building, um, which would take the current uh, field house and basically rotate it 90 degrees. Um, so you know if you know where the stage is right now, um, if you come in that entrance from the lower parking lot, 
just to your left is going to be the stage. Now that would make uh, those the two entrances from the hallway down there, those would be rear entrances and the stage would be um, in the front of the, or would be, uh, just as you walk in, you'd be facing the stage from those those side entrances, and this would uh, uh, this would really add a lot of different things to the, uh, the the field house. You can see if if you take a look at the the report here, you're adding bathrooms, you're adding uh, changing rooms. There's a, a great big stage with potential walk up. There's a whole bunch of storage, um, so this would really be a thing you could use for daily chapels. It'd be a thing you could use for uh, uh, the plays would be something you could do for piano recitals. It'd be something you could use for, um, the musical that they do every year. There's, there's, and, and then you're not taking away gym space either from, uh, the, the sports activities too. So, um, having this along with that, I think would be really a, a wonderful, uh, uh, thing if it, if it's something that can be paid for, which is obviously the biggest challenge. And that's kind of the, going to be the scariest thing on the convention floor this summer, I think, is you get to the last page of this report. And they basically said, uh, several factors have combined to make establishing a solid cost estimate challenging. Construction costs, which at present are unusually high, continue to fluctuate dramatically. As a planning figure, the, the planning committee suggests budgeting $7 million for the gymnasium project and $2.9 million for the uh, Chapel Fine Arts building, or a total project cost of $9.9 million. A more ac accurate estimate will be available by convention time. So I mentioned... There's one million in the bank right now. There's one, you know that that donation came in. There's one million, um, but a ten mil, nine point nine ten million dollar project uh, is a is a daunting thing uh, for for delegates and voters. And you know we'll see where we go from here. Um, but if it's something that as a synod we vote for, then it's something as a synod we need to support too. And uh, uh, this is something where I'd encourage you to speak to your de if you have strong feelings about this, speak to your delegates and say. Hey, this is really a good idea. We need to do this. Or hey, this is really a bad idea. Um, we shouldn't be uh, taking on a project this large. If that's your feelings, speak to Mr. Jay Hanel or speak to Mr. Daniel Pfeiffer and let them know because they are your representatives uh, to the convention this summer. Goes back to the devotion, right? And right. So we'll pray about it a lot, and like Pastor Nelman said, we got to continue to share our thoughts on those things too. But take a look at it before you share your thoughts as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Check it out because there's some, a lot of pictures, a lot of details, a lot of information here. In the, uh, we just basically summarized it, but mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot more you can uh, see there in the in the report. Which brings us to our hymn of the day today. Today I've selected hymn 540 in the Lutheran hymnal, which goes as follows: With the Lord begin thy task; Jesus will direct it. For his aid and counsel ask; Jesus will perfect it. Every morn with Jesus rise, and when day is ended, in his name then close thine eyes, be to him commended. Let each day begin with prayer, praise and adoration. On the Lord cast every care, he is thy salvation. Morning, evening, and at night, Jesus will be near thee. Save thee from the tempter's might, with his presence cheer thee. With thy Savior at thy side, foes need not alarm thee. In his promises confide, and no ill can harm thee. All thy trusts do thou repose in the mighty Master. Who in wisdom truly knows how to stem disaster. If thy task be thus begun with the Savior's blessing, safely then thy course will run, not thy soul distressing. Good will follow everywhere while thou here must wander. Thou at last the joy wilt share in the mansions yonder. Thus, Lord Jesus, every task be to thee commended. May thy will be done, I ask, until life is ended. Jesus, in thy name begun, be the day's endeavor. 
Grant that it may well be done, to thy praise forever. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.